Paul is positive of nothing. <laughs> I don't believe in anything, uh, and I am positive of nothing. A false positive. Aww. Oh, I'm. <laughs> Did that deserve an awe? <laughs> I don't know. It, was, it made me. It, it sounded cute. I'll be honest. Like I feel like I'm kind of like if you just send anything to me that's going to give me a a version of Paul or Kevin in Aww, any sort of even that if it's deserves like, an yeah. awe. That is an yeah. awe moment right there, Chad. Yeah. Oh, well, see, uh, it worries. It's an awe echo. It's a chamber. Uh, it's of, just sweet. Chamber of awe. Cha- uh-huh. We are. We are. We've entered the chamber of awe. I love when an episode starts like this, and we haven't even started the episode yet. But I love. No. And I feel like this has happened a lot in the <laughs> Kevin era. Is we sit down and one of us makes a, an emphatic statement about the book we are about to discuss, and someone else goes, "Gasp!" I believe the opposite <laughs> of that. So. Uh, welcome to Goosebuds. Uh, <laughs> I had a feeling in my bones and my and my my coal sense. I was like, I I think I know where Kevin's going on this one. Wow, I didn't expect it. I did not. You know, just we'll get to that. But like, you know, did you have you guys ever like you know like something that you think your friends maybe don't like? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that was uh-huh. like my entire childhood. And you're like kind of concealing the fact that you like the thing from them, but mm-hmm. you hope by dropping like enough like little hints that maybe you'll sway public opinion on the matter <laughs> you're gonna try just slowly incept the the love of that thing yeah it's like oh another ben fold song came up on my uh, ipod <laughs> oh touch oh, so oh. weird <laughs> oh hey this uh this britney spears cd came in my collection ah uh, well since we might as well play it Kevin's a little younger. Kevin, were you were you entering the these years, like the the, the early teen years, with an MP3 player? These years, um, I didn't have one until I was about uh, halfway through high school. Oh, okay. A lot of my friends had them, uh, mm. but I I think my I think like we got one for my dad who loves music, and uh, we got him like the early early. Um, iPod. Like a Rio. Oh, we got him an iPod. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I listened to music on my PlayStation Portable. Thank you very much. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) So you still had MP3s, though. You still had MP3s. Yeah, that that technically played MP3s, but it had about, like, a hundred megabytes of memory. (laughs) So, like, ten songs went on there, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I made made mix CDs forever. Yeah, same dude. Yes. Mix CDs with custom stickers of Gundam Wing art on it. Was Whoa, you had stickers uh, yeah. on yours? Yeah, it wasn't like printed well, but you ran that through your, you know, you get little sheets at, at Best Buy and you run it through your printer. And it's, here's seven Incubus tracks. I hope you like it. <laughs> I was going to say, did you ever give it to to a special lady with a Gundam sticker on it? Um, you know, I wonder if I kept the Gundam on, or maybe I put like, I wonder what Gundam I would have put on there. Uh, they would have put like <laughs> Lena Barnum on there, uh, if that's even her name. I don't know. I I believe it. I was at a wedding uh, recently, and I ran into somebody from high school, and, and she was with uh, her husband, and she was like, "Do you remember back in high school?" And I was like, "Oh no, oh Christ!" She's like, "You made me a mix CD." Oh, <laughs> yeah. it gets the, the pl- oh god, it's getting worse. And she was like, "And it had like dashboard confessional yes. on it." Yes. <laughs> Oh, you had feelings, didn't you, Kevin? <laughs> and then she leaned and whispered, I always loved you more. <laughs> and bright eyes. And I'm like, yep, put all kinds of crazy stuff on. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did like some old music. 
I I made a couple mixtape for girls I mix mix CDs for girls I liked uh-huh. with a I sure think that you're going to realize that these tracks are me telling you how I feel <laughs> completely either completely going over their heads or they're going it's best if I just don't acknowledge this mm, yeah they, they leaned <laughs> but, away they did the opposite but this of was soul crushing thing would be like you give it I mean I feel like this is the uh, epitome of the time you hang out. You give them the CD, you're in the car, you're driving to like Steak and Shake. Mm-hmm. And then you, they're like, well, listen to the CD now. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll listen to the CD now. Oh, no, you're like, no, this was supposed to be you at home alone, not with me. Yeah, you're supposed to be home alone. You're supposed to be thinking about how, you're, how you wish you had someone <laughs> in your life. And then you listen to this. <laughs> you you think back at the beautiful moments we just shared after I gave you yeah. the CD, but before you listened to it. And then you remember yeah. them while listening to the music. And you're drunk on cheese fries is the perfect formula. <laughs> but then... <laughs> And then you listen to the CD and you see them skip tracks. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. I have that still in my head. Like, listening to a song, a couple like, oh, this is good. I want to see what the next one is. I'm like, no, every song was perfectly structured. You're supposed to tell a story of our love. You're supposed to savor every second of this. Every Uh every second you're supposed to savor. No. And the flow between songs? Come on. I I always thought that was one thing that was probably lost in the era between mixtapes and mixed CDs. Mixtapes. We're a lot more like you listen to the whole thing. You yeah, could, you can yeah. fast forward, but you're not really going to do that because no. that's just shooting. You know, you're blind, stumbling in the dark trying to find the next part. Of the Everybody song. loses then. Yeah. I, I well, I asked, I asked about the MP3 player, Kevin, because you said, "Oh, this Ben Folds MP3 came on," and I was like thinking about how, in that case, in that type of period of your life where you're trying to feel out the things you like and and not feel bad about them you have a, lo- a far lower bar of commitment whereas I-, I remember growing up and being like 12 right and like you bought the cd and i had it in my disc man and the people around me saw the disc in the disc man so if i was embarrassed of what was in the disc man i had pure shame because it was they knew that i went to clover <laughs> I, dr- I went to clover and bought it at clover what's clover is that a, is that like fries yeah you probably never you guys probably didn't have clover i don't know how regional that is it was like a kmart okay clover clover was great that's fun it's pennsylvania new jersey and delaware so you guys definitely did not have clover clover was fantastic paul i feel like you're not addressing that if you ever made a mixtape for someone oh absolutely yes oh yes okay i can't remember a time that i made a mix cd and then listened to it Mm -hmm. immediately with the person i don't think i ever did that you don't want to do that normal no no that's a bad idea that seems harrowing i'm so sorry that that happened to you you want to get the text later. Like you want to get like mm-hmm. the call or the text later. The AOL instant message. <laughs> I want to hit that little AOL door opening going, right? I loved it and I love you. And yes, Fall Out Boy is a very good band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Spotify like hits different or whatever, but like the fact that a CD was like a physical thing that was a little labor intensive. Yeah. Yeah. You had to burn all your songs to a computer. Limited space, too. Mm-hmm. Limited space. Mm-hmm. I bet it's still a thing. It has to be. That's like that's like human to make yeah, a I mean, make a mix CD. It's 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 still there. I'll share. Like I I make like like Heidi and the girlfriend and I make playlists for each other all the time on Spotify and send mm-hmm. them to each other. That's nice. And it's very mm-hmm. sweet. We get very excited when we're like, oh, I've been working on this new one for you. It's a bunch of songs you're gonna like. Aww. And it is. It's it's a sign. It's a sign of display of love. But yeah. I do think that there's something missing about that. I don't know. You're pouring it into a physical state, right? Mm. Like, 
That hmm. CD, that's a CDR. You can't rewrite that. Right, right. <laughs> I got. I only. I only have a hundred on my spindle at home. Oh my god, those fucking spindles. Um, like I don't know what the new modern version of that is. Like I, my first thought was legitimately making like a Minecraft monument because <laughs> like that with... takes some time. Uh huh. Uh huh. But even then, you can delete that server. So like, what is the? Oh man, is, like three D printing something for someone? Mm. Like I don't know. I mean, I guess you just go back to like you know, uh, uh, the the classics like uh, like poetry and chocolate. I, I was gonna say like buying a guitar <laughs> and sitting outside and playing the, the song on the guitar for them. Oh no, you have to learn an instrument now. Love is over. No, no, <laughs> that's why the population is decreasing because people don't yeah. want to have to learn how to play instruments to love each other. <laughs> I'm really glad that like, listen, I'm not glad the population is decreasing, but. To, to bring it back to early Goosebuds discussions. Oh, we didn't mm. have to do it, Chad. Well, we, yeah, we talk about, we talk about like. The calling. Know, I was leading the charge. There's too many people. Yeah, we talked about the, the, the calling. calling. which was a, which was a fun thing to talk about in a fun way. And then the real world got too dark. Yes. Where I no longer <laughs> wanted to talk about actual callings. Yeah, the calling. So I was like, well, that's about to happen. Uh, Are you saying calling's back on? Like we can talk about the calling again? Cull- because Calling's not back on the menu, but I think it's more like. Oh, we as a generation are just so goddamn bone tired. We're doing our own calling. You know oh, yeah. I mean? mm. Self-call. Self-call. If, hey, if you got a kid out there, that's great. You got the energy. I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that. No one wants to pump a kid out when the fucking climate change is just going to spawn camp them. <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> Wow. Wow, he's I'm right. picturing a little like environmental ozone gremlin, like the Noid, waiting in a waiting room, just like ready to go. I'm gonna get him. Yeah, I'm like imagining like the TF2 sniper in like a cloud, sitting outside of a hospital, <laughs> just picking off kids. Never had a chance. He's using karate on those kids. <laughs> That's dark. That's dark, and I love it. <laughs> if I could like, if I could sign up for. An Insta kid, like a hey, you come out of the oven, age thirteen, like a pre a, a prefab child. Yeah, prefab child. Uh, yeah, like pre vetted, pre vetted for shitheadness. Like he doesn't, you know, like, yeah. you're not getting a shithead. Yeah, yeah, you got a whole lifetime's worth of of good school lessons in you, and now we're just going to play video games. I think we talked about this and uh, in in one of our video game nights, and I said the perfect parenting situation for me was a Terry McGinnis situation. What's that? Uh, in uh, Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis is the one who picks up a cowl of Batman. Okay, so you are old Bruce Wayne at that point. Yeah, you're you're old man Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I love that. Uh, a Terry McGinnis shows up, and you're like. You're like, no one else can be Batman. But then you see a spark of potential in the young lad. And you're like, all right, you can be Batman. Do you have a dad? And Terry's like, eh? <laughs> so you, uh, I think a, I think a radioactive man killed him, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you want to burn bright and, and big at the end of your life for somebody else and then go out and then leave them oh, with yeah. that. Okay. Well, uh, but oh, also yeah. you get to be like kind of fun grumpy where you're just mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't do that. I'm going to stay in here and drink tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog, mm-hmm. dog See, ace. I I agree with you guys. I think a prefab kid is great, a great idea. Uh, mm-hmm. But but part of the like, I think the fun of the kid is like 
infusing them is the infusion it's like so it's like making a pickle right it's like oh well I, you can buy a pickle you can buy a great pickle okay. off, off a shelf right you can buy any old pickle and it's a good time but if you make your own pickle you can be like you know a little clove would go nice in here you know like a, okay. little, a, okay. little, a little maybe hell i'm gonna throw a little cardamom in these pickles you know what i'm saying and like that's that's what you get to do if you have your own child so you miss out on that you're gonna get someone else's pickle how about I think that's how about, how about this, Paul, in this fantasy sci-fi world? Okay, all right. Can keep <laughs> like keep the, whatever you do, keep this pickle related. Yeah, yeah. sure. No, it's gonna be in a jar. Okay. It's a big kid in a jar. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> it's like that movie Rent a Kid that I vaguely remember watching as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's it's prefab kid. Mm-hmm. You, you get a proto form, much the way the Transformers. Can't arrived in Beast Wars, where they had not assigned <laughs> an allegiance, and both Maximals and Predacons were fighting over who would they, you know, who would get them. Yeah, you have this default blob child, okay, uh-huh. and then there's like a, a, a growing season. Let's say six months. Okay, you order it in the summer. You're, you're going to have a kid by Christmas, <laughs> and while the kid's in the jar, there's like a little TV. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry to see the put in. You're really delighting me here. Uh, I want to make a, a Hallmark movie with the two of you called Kid by Christmas. That's this premise. Just so you know, <laughs> we're going to do that. C- carry on, Chad. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's all these exact beats of it. Uh, <laughs> and and so I agree. I think part of the imprinting, <laughs> imprinting your interests and your expectations for life onto them is very important. Uh-huh. And so, you know, as you're going by the jar every once in a while... Um, there's like TVs playing very much the way that Blanca was created in the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> we all know it. We all know that classic scene. Yeah, but we all know that classic scene where Blanca's just in a chair watching violence. And, and instead you're like, oh, hey, I'm going uh, to put on uh, Battlestar Galactica here. All right, you start watching Battlestar Galactica. All right, you come out of here. We'll, we'll talk about it. What do you think about the final five? Hey, kid, here's how you learn about 9-11. <laughs> okay, so... Back to the pickle metaphor briefly. Okay. Yeah. Paul, you and I cook quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chad, I don't know if you cook as well. I cook sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so defensive. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're famous for the Chad sandwich. Yeah, I know you, uh-huh. Chad. I know you nailed the perfect sandwich once and like, hung it up. <laughs> I never needed to make another thing. <laughs> yeah, we can't. So. Yeah, we can't all live like that. Go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you retired from the game after that. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, sometimes when you cook for yourself. You know, you make exactly what you want, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes someone cooks something for you, mm. or makes a pickle for you, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is an amazing pickle. And I could have made a very similar thing, but it wouldn't have tasted so good because someone else made it for me. Therefore... <laughs> Oh man, we really the, we have answered some deep philosophical questions about parenting in this ten minute pickle analogy that we've had. Therefore, in order to have the best possible Terry McGinnis scenario, mm-hmm. you yeah. should be constantly trying to pair your favorite friends up. I love it. I love it. Make me a ch- Terry McGinnis. Yes. So that they can make the perfect pickle, Terry McGinnis. Kevin, I have been living my life like that already. Anytime I find someone wonderful and they're alone in this life, I go, would you like another wonderful person? And I always try to do that. And now I realize why I've been doing that. But then you're also like, you two should get together and have unprotected sex and also get into like (laughs) cliff diving. Yeah. And while you're you're doing it, um, 
show <laughs> that kid that you had from the unprotected sex these this list of movies, this list of songs, read them yeah. these books, and you know, and do all that. Yeah, make sure they listen to all these things that I like. <laughs> yeah. Just do just do what my uncles did to me and just leave a Super Nintendo at their place and yes. then wait a few years and suddenly the thing yes. makes games. <laughs> we were hanging out with um with our nieces and nephews and I know we got to get to the book, but I just want to say like I was thinking about doing that. I was like is the is the oldest nephew is he ready for me to be like, "Yo, kid, here's Metal Gear Solid. Check this shit out." Oh my god. You know? <laughs> Like, cause they, at, at some point, like you're at that perfect age where you play Metal Gear Solid, and you're like, "Fuck! I feel all of this. I feel every, I feel every second of this." Meryl, Meryl, Meryl. <laughs> you, you need to feel things with snakes being tortured. What do you think about it? Mm. You, are, do you care about Meryl, kid? Do you care about her? So, did you do it? Not yet. I'm going to. You got to drop the Metal Gear to get the Pickle McGinnis guy. I'm giving him a laptop. Um. <laughs> And I think, oh, what, sure. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some emulators on there and I'm going to see Oh, it. Uh-huh. yeah. And the, the, <laughs> guys, this is it. This is the new mixtape. This is the new mixtape. I am going I am going to be like, yo, here's an emulator. Here's how you play the games. And I put on bomb ass games. Check out these 20 games that I put on here and play them and have a good time. I, I am in full support of emulators. I think they're super necessary for the preservation of uh, old video games. But can you imagine how much cooler mix CDs would have been if they were also illegal? Oh, my God. Yes. Well, they were, actually. <laughs> were, they, were they not? They were illegal. Oh, my God. Oh my God they they kind of were. They were illegal. <laughs> there was, like, definitely some legal rigmarole over CDRs being a thing. We did, like, we did a lot yeah. of crimes. We did a lot of crimes. You know what's a crime is how underappreciated this book is. Oh, God damn it. damn it. I, God damn it. <laughs> we, we read Werewolf Skin, oh. a, a, a visceral title. A visceral book with viscera inside of it. <laughs> and somehow maybe a tamer book cover. And only in the way that Tim Jacobus drew it made it seem like a very silly furry outfit. Yeah, it was kind of a cute cover to this one. <laughs> yeah, this is the rare instance where a Goosebumps cover, I think, lowers the scare value of the book. Yeah, this yeah. cover is packing for Anthrocon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the, and like when you put it that that way, I like the, be- the pennant in the back that says, wolves. <laughs> It's like it's like a little more sexual now that you said it. That way. You know, now that I look at it, there are a bunch of posters for those Alpha and Omega movies. Look at the picture of like a wolf on vac- a werewolf on vacation by the lamp in the background of it. What? Let me see this. Like he's just the, the, the werewolf back there is like like just doing like a little selfie like back there. Yeah, wait, oh, wait, yeah, what's going on? Why is this whole ro- whole room filled with wolves? Dial back a little bit. And what's going on? What is going on with the lamp? What's all that stuff there? What's all that Matrix ass stuff that's underneath that? You know what I mean? This is definitely a Tim Jacobus did not know what the plot was going to be. And no. he drew, I guess it's werewolf fur in a box. I guess you buy it. It even says werewolf costume. You can read on the cover, it says werewolf costume. <laughs> it does. It does say that. <laughs> and there's a truck that's also like a old-timey car like an old time like like a prohibition car truck back there too going on. what's that all about <laughs> well as a, as a big twist this book takes place in 1920 oh that's right i forgot we, we just we should we, we you know what we're gonna start just throwing out the twist right at the top 
from here uh, on. Yeah. Out. Well, there are twists in this book. Did you guys see the twist coming from Every like a time. mile away? Every yes. time. That, and yes. that's what I think I disliked yeah. about this book was I was like so far ahead of Alex the whole time that I was just upset. And even the ending. Now, the ending. Okay, I'll say this about the twi- the second twist at the end. Yeah. Are, you knew- are there two twists? Yes, okay, yeah, there sure. is a second twist. Well, the, the one, the first twist, Chad, it's so not a twist. It's so obvious that it, I could argue that it could not be a twist. It's a twist. It's a twist. <laughs> the last one pissed me off because I knew what was happening, <laughs> but I but I felt like it was I felt like it was violently thrust upon me at the end. It was. <laughs> it did. It, ins- it insisted I- upon itself. I liked the violent thrusting. I don't know. What, I don't know what you guys had against. <laughs> Someone please I, make that a quote from the podcast. I liked the violent thrusting, Kevin. Cole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I legitimately liked how it ended. Uh, it was, it was a darker ending for a, a frankly stupid kid. <laughs> that, one of the stupidest kids I think we've encountered this, in this entire book. He, yeah, he, he, yeah. He's so stupid. He's so stupid, I, and. That is, I think, what just drove me crazy. And look, I'm not one of those people that's like, I don't like it when a character is stupid. Like, I think a character can act incredibly stupid. Some of my favorite video video game, movie, book characters, the dumbest people mm. I know. And I love them. Of course. But yeah. this kid, I, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Here's what I'm going to say. I think we did ourselves yeah. a massive disservice by going and reading uh, A Day at Horrorland. Um, oh, then going to this? <laughs> and then going oh, to God. this because I feel like, I, I don't know about... You, Chad, but I feel like this entire journey through the Goosebumps discog has been me trying to reattain the the feeling I had during Horrorland. Yeah, we're chasing that fucking high yeah. all the time. Yeah. Which is why I am I'm excited you said this, Paul, because I think this entire book that I did not care for very much is a metaphor about drug addiction. Woo, we got a metaphor in this one. I love that. <laughs> I think the werewolf skin <gasps> is heroin. Oh my god. His wow. his his beatnik aunt and uncle who looked yeah. like weirdos from according to their clothes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. A- I.e. hippies, wow. I guess. Wow. Okay. I I caught on a little bit to the drug addiction uh undercurrent um which you could you could read it that way. I think I might like this a little bit better than Horrorland. I just want to say, wow, Kevin, I love you. You have lost your mind. I love you, Kevin. I I am with Chad because nothing happens in this story. Like things happen, well, but nothing nothing compelling happens in this story. Well, let me explain myself. Okay, please, okay, please, yeah, please, please. I like how uh, limited and clear the dangers and the characters are in this. It seems like it's very, very trimmed down. Mm-hmm. There's one setting. There's one kind of scare, which is. I'm out in the wilderness and something is chasing me and uh-huh. we spend a lot of time there. There's one location. <laughs> There's one location in the the woods, which is a good location to have the the scares in. Yep. Uh there are two kids uh and there's two other kids who don't really matter. And it's just <laughs> Everything is in very clear focus, uh, mm-hmm. which is a camera pun I threw into my little <laughs> spiel about this. The main character enjoys cameras. That's his one trait. His uh, one, tra- his his only defining trait, and he loses his camera by just yeah. being like, "Oops, forgot about it in the woods." That's that's Alex. Uh, Alex is our main character. Uh, he he's stupid. He loves uh, cameras, and he's very clumsy and fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked hanging out with Alex. I didn't think he was 
overly stupid, but I thought he was stupid enough to be the main character in a Goosebumps book. Yes. I, I, I think that's a valid point, Kevin, in that one of the things in the pro column of this book to me was Alex... I know other ones have had drives, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but like Alex at least had a clear goal of like, I'm into photography. I'm very into photography. Yes. Which mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I had several friends like this. It was usually two very intense weeks where they were into photography and then they realized it was not, it wasn't for them. <laughs> right. But <laughs> like he yeah. is, he is down to take photos. He's a indoor kid who's excited about being outside. So mm-hmm. that's already like crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, I, there's a hollow, I think there was like a Halloween contest or something where he's like, I need to take a spooky photo. There is a great mm-hmm. MacGuffin that's leading you through this, which is the horror themed photography contest for sure. Uh, we should, I mean, we're, we basically got in this. Uh, this again, this is, yeah, it's a very lean book. Alex yeah. Hunter is our protagonist. His parents have gone on vacation to, or not vacation, the business trip for two weeks to yeah, France. Yeah, business trip. To Th- France. We're going to find out there's a secret, like, spy organization, like Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events, where just, like, <laughs> all of these parents are just going to international meetings to talk about how to do, I would like, have loved to know what his parents, I mean, I think you're, you're probably right. It was probably spycraft is what they were going to do, because they didn't say anything <laughs> about what they actually did. No, I also noticed this might be nitpicky, but that like they are willing to fly suddenly to France, which means they are buying very expensive tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what do we do with their son? He's got to ride the bus. Sure, they put him on. They put him on the cheapest bus to Wolf Creek <laughs> that they could yeah. possibly afford with the grumpiest bus driver who was down to leave him at the bus stop, which totally real. He's like, "Is your ride here?" And then before the kid could answer, he had. Closed the door and was puttering off in the in the chair. He did class. his due diligence. That dude's being paid like two bucks an hour. He's <laughs> right. not enough to be a fucking you know babysitter. What? He's right. He's not a babysitter. Kevin's right. I take it back. I'm on the bu- I'm on the bus's side now. We're on the bus bus. <laughs> We're on the bus bus. So uh, the two people taking care of him are his uncle and aunt, Colin and Marta. And they're wild and crazy. Uncle Colin uh loves to drive like a madman. Uh yep. Which is another trait. <laughs> They're one light town. The one light town, and he misses it, and yep. almost almost <laughs> kills them. And it's okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're we're reading werewolf skin, guys. It's about werewolves. We know what's we're going into it. <laughs> RL was not trying to obfuscate. You know, this is not a camera obscura that he's trying to pull on us. <laughs> where Ooh, good uh good good camera pun. I had to pull a pun out. He's not trying to camera obscure us as to what's going on. Uh so yeah. we know there's werewolves, right? And they're driving in the in the wild and crazy van that Con- that Uncle Colin has and Aunt Marta is, is Aunt Marta, sorry. I'm saying it like a Philadelphia person. Aunt Marta is um is is explaining the town to them and uh they talk about I think they get to the topic of that there being danger in the woods and they get to the topic of there being danger with their neighbors. Do not mess with our neighbors. And mm-hmm. Alex just wants to know what's going on and begins to ask questions. And every single person in this town has the worst poker face I've ever seen in my entire life. Every time oh, yeah. Alex gives them the slightest bit of pressure as to like asking uh-huh. a question the first in- inquisition that he makes upon them they they clam up and they're like uh, and colin tries to run them headfirst into a truck basically to try and get out of answering the first <laughs> question that alex asks <laughs> well, no, yeah, totally. that that stuck out it was it was like my favorite dumb thing about this book was they are alex you're right paul alex is not even digging 
No. Like, mm-hmm. like he is just, la, 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 I'm going to take some photos. You guys have some photos we can take? Yeah. And then, like, and then his aunt's like, don't bring up the Marlins. And and it, whatever, what was the fan name, the neighbor's name? Oh, the, uh, the, the, the Marlings. Yeah, Marlings. Marlings. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't bring up the Marlings. And then and then Alex going, who's the Marlins? Don't talk about the Marlins. It's like they're, they are springing it they up lose every it. time. They lose it. And it happens with them. It happens with uh, Sean and Arjun, the two kids that don't matter. It happens yeah. with Hannah, the next door neighbor. Everybody has no fucking chill. They cannot chill. Yeah. This book was the serious version of my favorite joke from the Dewey Cox Walk Hard movie with John C. Riley, where... Uh-huh, uh-huh. He walks in and Tim Meadows is, is like, get out of here, dude. You don't want any you of this. You don't want none marijuana. of this. It's not addictive. Like, it is purely them just saying all of these things yes. to Alex about, it's werewolves. Don't ask questions. There's so many of them. Stop asking questions. It's werewolves. It makes sex even better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably does. If True Blood has taught us anything. Yeah, it does. Um... We brought up Hannah briefly. Um, I think I think she's an interesting part of the book because we haven't yeah. really seen, or I haven't really seen, like uh, this overt of like romantic tension in a in a. Well, speaking of the romance, the uh, Aunt Marta and Uncle Colin bring her up, and they're like, "She's very cute," and I love Alex's responses, which is any boys in the neighborhood and i was like <laughs> i was like oh alex all right that's yeah. cool we got to do we got a little bit yeah. of a change in our for, in our main character i like it yeah but then but then alex the by disaster that he is is like all right she is pretty cute <laughs> the, by, the by disaster the awkward 12 year old boy he is alex doesn't know what he wants yep. <laughs> he just yep. he just wants it all baby <laughs> <laughs> who's dealing <laughs> So like the the this this book also does a lot of like just throwing out werewolf lore mm-hmm. like not throwing it out like oh you need to know this but going like these are not how werewolves work that you're used to although the, they do have like the most fucking hilarious exposition scene I I think I've ever seen in any media now in what part was that Is which it- one are you thinking about so later on when he goes to school. Yes. Oh, yes. The sixth grade teacher crosses his legs and is like, so let's talk about werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, guys, you know what? It's almost Halloween. How about werewolf info dump? You want one of those? Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, now who can tell me what lycanthropy is? <laughs> That's uh-huh. right. It's the study of werewolves. It's like, what the, f- like, what kind of Buffy ass portals 101 fucking yeah, right, <laughs> teacher right. is this? <laughs> At that point, by the way, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure that everyone in this goddamn town is a werewolf. But yeah. this really told me that everyone in this town is a werewolf. Yeah. In Wolf Creek, where they're going, where they have, uh, uh, like, the- literally everything is named after wolf in this town, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, we, you did bring up the teacher, and I just want to drop this. It was Mr. Shine. That's Mr. Stein, right? That's just... It's, oh, that was Mr. Stein. So? That was RL's most honest self-representation that he's thrown into the book, I think, so far. So so when RL said that Mr. Shine was uh, pear-shaped, he meant an upside-down pear, like really oh, yes. buff and top yes. heavy. Oh, All yes. that <laughs> extra weight in his head, his big, yeah. smart head. <laughs> Where do you work out? The library. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Alex is told like a couple of things that don't really like, do we even get to Halloween in this? Yeah, we do. The last, the last bit's Halloween. But before that, basically what happens is uh, he shows up at uh, his aunt and uncle's place and like, not 10 minutes later, Hannah like kicks down the door being like, hi, I'm your manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex is like, I guess I'm the protagonist. <laughs> Dashboard confessional starts playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I'm quirky. Let's go to the woods. And then they do. <laughs> and then they do. Um, and Alex takes pictures of a tree that looks like a butt or something. Yeah, Alex <laughs> takes photo- photography 101 tr- uh, pictures of a tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, two two children's show up. Uh, Sean and Arjun show up. Yep. And uh, are being Goosebumps kids. Yep. Yeah. Can we give a shout out to Arjun for being possibly Goosebumps' first Indian kid? I think so. Th- they don't uh, beat around the bush there. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the weird part. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, uh, you know, different representation in the book. But then the book stops and puts all the brakes on of, of him going, Alex going, wait, Arjun. He talks about how he can't pronounce it right. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's not even an audible medium. We don't even have to touch this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was it was just strange because I was like, the fact that you're shining a light on it makes it not cool. <laughs> like it makes it not interesting. <laughs> I thought the the Irish kid's name was even more fucked up. His name's Sean Kiner. Like what the <laughs> hell kind of name is Sean Kiner? That's a serial killer name. That dude did time with Whitey Bulger or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but they are. They are just, yeah, normal town bullies. They like to scare Hannah. Hannah has that great retort of like, your face always scares me. And then they're like. They just laugh it off. All right, cool. Yeah. We're leaving. Goodbye. We we have very little impact on this story. So, (laughs) again, Alex's defining tribute, uh, besides his bisexuality, apparently, is Mm. his, uh, (laughs) his... His defining tribute is his yeah. love of the camera, his love of his camera, uh-huh. and yep. we and it is it is tested in this moment. Well, again, a well this is a well placed moment to remind you, hey, this guy loves this camera. This is the most important thing that this kid has, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're we're made to believe that you know they throw it back and forth. There's a little bit like bullying moment, classic bullying moment. Hannah saves it for him and gives it back to him. Real nice moment for him and Hannah to, to bond. Yep, and yep. then. They go home. Re- real nice, real nice moment where um, a, a a girl type saves a man type or yeah. a boy type from from bullies. I yeah. thought that was an interesting little sure. like yeah. uh, Hannah has a little more power in that scenario sort of thing. That this is cool. a great moment. This is a good moment in the book. But then he goes yeah. home and mm. eats dinner and is going to bed and he sees a werewolf outside of his house. He fucking sees the mm. werewolf or maybe not st- directly sees them, but he sees some weird shit going on in the Marling's house. And he's like, well, better grab my camera so that I can take a picture of it. Oh shit, my camera's not here. Where's my camera? Oh no, I must have left it in the woods where I really cared about it and it was the most important <laughs> thing to me. Guys, he's 12. You're telling me you never lost your most precious possession at the age of 12. You know what? When I was like four, I, lo- I lost my uh, Hulk Hogan re- finger wrestling action figure in the oh. red aisle at the store. And I got it back. I got it back, guys. Wow. Nice, dude. Wow. That was about to be the saddest story I ever heard if you lost. <laughs> nope. I got it back. 
just had to, ma- had to make sure you guys knew that because uh, he would have been I'm sad. glad, dude. I'm trying to think. I feel like my parents put it probably a, an irrational level of fear in me about losing a. You're not, you're not going to get another so one. You don't get a replacement. Just, just <laughs> felt like I did more of the equivalent of like an RPG where you hoard all your revive potions. I was like, I can't <laughs> yes. ever use this. This has to stay clutched in my hands. It'll never leave the house. This, okay, got it. Won't enjoy it. Stays in the toy chest in box. <laughs> <laughs> so he but he loses his camera and i th- that that bothered me i did not like that defining feature of alex is is forgotten i did not like that. well i think you have to be a little bit of a dumb dumb in order to make horror happen so i was willing to forgive that. okay mm-hmm. all right okay that's yeah that's a, fair that's an interesting that's yeah that's I, fair I yeah yeah if you're, and especially as a child Kevin, mm-hmm. because usually the way it is, it, it happens in a horror movie is horniness gets in the way, right? Horniness or drugs uh, gets in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, RL can get away with having characters that forget stuff or are childish or are like overly emotional by making them all kids. Yep, so. yeah. I did think it was interesting that uh, the first instance of viscera is described by <laughs> Sean and Arjun. Uh, as a murdered deer whose head has been ripped clean from its body and is described in pretty, pretty yeah. horrific detail. And I thought, I thought that was interesting because I was like, okay, this is RL's way of putting something extremely graphic into this book. And if our ch- our child Alex is imagining it, it's okay, right? He's just yeah, imagining. Yeah, he's not sure. seeing it. He's just imagining it. But I was proven wrong later when he doesn't in- indeed see some actual animal viscera. So that I was no. There's yeah. There's plenty of physical clues that are interesting right there's there's that there are paw prints leading back to the mm-hmm. marling's house mm-hmm. yep there is a torn torn uh like drapes in there yep yep uh which i took to be like oh those are the marlins being murdered that's how i read that is ah uh, okay nope that's just ripping up the drapes and some classic werewolf sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is really good yeah it's true you know there were multiple times where you'd hear a howling and now i'm wondering if there's a different type of howling yeah well and you heard you heard the howl go from human to werewolf because the moment that they climax is when they shift into werewolf form <laughs> oh that's probably what that's probably like werewolf version of edging yeah it's like you try to like you try to get the climax as you shift wolf me baby wolf me down <laughs> God, God forbid you do it wrong, and then suddenly, like one of you is a human, the other one's a werewolf, and it's just like, oh, this feels wrong. It's now, yeah, now we've slipped into bestiality, and that is not what we were intending. Uh, is this is this about the time that that Alex, like, he's at his house, and this is maybe I think one of the scarier moments of it. Mm-hmm. He's already snuck out before, and his parents, his uncle and aunt, have said, "Don't you go out." Yeah, so he yep. he he does sneak out after he forgets his camera. He finds it. I think in that time, he gets hit in the head with a bird's nest. Which I thought yeah. was a funny, just a funny moment. Of just... That's at the next sneak out. And, oh, that's uh, the next one. That's not the first one. Yeah. So what happens is uh, Alex goes to school and where they have werewolf class, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Arjun and uh, Sean uh, are like, well, let's show you a real werewolf. Like, we're going to show you a werewolf. Meet us here at midnight. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll s- my parent, my, my um, not parents told me. That I shouldn't sneak out anymore, but yeah, I'll meet you at midnight. Yes. And then when he goes to sneak out, he finds out his door is locked and there are iron bars over his window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty scary. <laughs> that like is that like you've been captured without you knowing. Yeah, that yeah. is terrible. That's like some Saul shit, right? Yeah. And he misses the he he misses going out there, but it doesn't matter. They were just pranking him. Yeah. Um but the next day he's like <laughs> 
hey um guardians what the fuck why are you what's up with that Sup with locking me in and they're like well we told your parents we'd keep you safe and you know the marlings are calling and they're like Say they're crazy and they call the police on you and we're just trying to keep you safe. We're just yeah, and that's, keep you safe. and that's how all fascism starts, right? With a cry for safety. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by a howl. Followed by a howl of anger and violence. <laughs> <laughs> there's also like there's also I think a moment in this section that I, I I thought like could have been pictured very creepily, at least the way it was described, and that is after Alex has snuck out a couple times and his aunt uncle have been like, You have been you know, going out hunt for werewolves, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then it's like when Alex has to then do gardening with his uncle. Sorry, maybe that was a beat later, but there's something where like they're suspecting him, and Alex describes like while they're while they're having to use the weed whacker, which is brutal. Ugh, the worst part of gardening is using the weed whacker. <laughs> Says a man who just got a lawn. I. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. I had a lawn mowing business, and weed whacking was the worst part. Um, yep, I worked landscaping. Weed whacking wasn't that bad. Sometimes I got to use a machete. That was fun. That's oh, cool. Well, see, that's probably why it was fun. Uh, but, <laughs> that's fun. But while he's while he's whacking, he will look over and see his uncle just not working and staring at him coldly, <laughs> as if consider. I'm like, oh, that's kind of scary. That's, that's creepy. Kind of creepy thing. There's creepy moments There's in creep. this book. There's creep here. <laughs> but the problem yeah. is, I think it's the creep is punctuated. Between moments of extreme banality. Well, damn, damn. Yeah. And, but like some of the banality is kind of creepy when you think about it. Like Hannah dressing up in like a ragdoll outfit. And then like dancing for everybody in the rag. <laughs> and then dancing for everybody while Marta sings a song about ragdolls. And that's supposed to be a fun family moment. Yeah, we're supposed to know what the ragdoll song was. I was like, I do yeah. not know what you're talking about, RL. <laughs> That was not in my neck of the woods. <laughs> that part was genuinely concerning to me. <laughs> that was weird. That was a real weird. And this sounds like we're doing a bit, but it's a real moment in this yeah. book. I actually forgot about it until you brought up like, oh, yeah, there was a fucking dancing. Yeah. And I do want to say that the scariest part of being locked in the house to us was being locked in the house. But to Alex, it was the fact that he was locked in the house. But the fact that mm-hmm. he was going to have to tell people that he was locked in the house, which I thought was a perfect look into peer pressure and and fear of pe- of your peers as a child. Oh, it's insightful. Because Paul. he was very hmm. like, he was very nervous about it. He was like, oh, he's like, I can't. He's like, I can't tell him I didn't go out because I was locked in. I'll look like a total dweeb. And he like tries to <laughs> lie to them. And then they just reveal that they didn't do it anyway. Yeah. By the way, have we covered the most important detail? I feel like about the the, the lesson in school that when I talk about the lore, yeah, like oh yeah, they say early on a werewolf can turn even if it's not a full moon, right. and that werewolves gain their power from their werewolf skins, things mm-hmm. that they put on to tra- or they described it weird. Where when I read it, my first interpretation of it was that. Like a normal werewolf, they transform and then they leave behind their werewolf skin, like shedding it. Like they molt. They molt the skin. Like they molt. But what the book is actually saying is there is a costume that you put on to become a werewolf. In RL's universe, like you to become werewolf, you need like two ingredients. One is your werewolf skin, uh-huh. which is sort of a thing you kind of like eject from your body when you're bitten as a at, when you're bitten by a werewolf. Right. Um. So like. You're bitten by a werewolf, you become a werewolf, and then, like, when you turn back into a human, you poop out your werewolf skin. Okay. Sure. Okay. Then, when you combine your skin with the light of the moon, I know they said the moon wasn't necessary, but they did also say the moon enhances werewolf powers. Sure. 
Uh, so I think like skin plus you plus moon equals now you're a werewolf. It seems like there's a lot of work to become a werewolf in this world. Yeah, yeah. And if you burn the werewolf skin, you kill the werewolf. Wait, so, oh, did they say that? I don't. I missed that completely. They do okay. say yeah. that. They do say that. And the best part is, at one point, Alex considers it and considers killing yeah. his his aunt and uncle. And Hannah's like, "Hey, wouldn't that like kill them?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense for Han to be asking questions like that. That is, I, I am so fascinated by the concept of the werewolf skin in this book. Chad, I'm just saying this one has metaphysics in it. All right. Like, I don't think this one is as tossed off as you think it is. I Well, all right. Let's, I, I want to get to the kind of turn because just yeah. that idea. Yeah. Is, it, but I, I think the next part of the story is it, Alex has seen Two figures leave mm-hmm. the Muriel's uh, Merryweather's house, house. Marling's, Marling's, Marling's house, and <laughs> and they describe, yeah, describes them as dressed in capes, mm-hmm. and it was like, ooh, capes, that's fun, mm-hmm. and then they transform into wolves mm-hmm. and head out into the woods, and he follows, which mm-hmm. is fucking bold because. I don't know. I feel like that's one of the hardest monsters to sneak up on yeah. is a wolf. Yeah. Like dog, a werewolf. Dog creature that has abilities to smell and see and hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All their senses. Uh, big. Big senses. Big senses. Uh, <laughs> and I think was also really interested. didn't really have a big payoff for later, but like he is taking photographs of werewolves. Mm-hmm. He is he is getting like Pulitzer. Big, yeah, Pulitzer. He's going to get the Pulitzer for this. It's a big deal, mm-hmm. it seems yeah. like. Uh, yeah, and he's, like, tracking them, and, like, they catch a... The werewolves catch a baby deer, and the, he's like, oh, no, they're going to kill it. So he howls? Yeah, he counter howls. Yeah. Which is wild. <laughs> yeah, which distracts the werewolves uh, long enough that the, the baby deer escapes. And... Mm-hmm. What I think will factor into my theory at the end of this later, uh, they the wolves kind of look at each other and like shrug and go, I don't know, <laughs> keep <laughs> keep going on. And we're told that there are no wolves left at Wolf Creek Lake, whatever, wherever we are. Like, right? There are no. We're told there are no wolves left, so maybe they're just like, oh, that was just Frank. Oh, just a, another werewolf, just another werewolf out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which also, like, if you want to make a you know cover for yourself as a werewolf town. Tell yeah. people there are wolves out there. Maybe do say yeah, there, there are Yeah, there sure are lots of wolves in these woods. You should, and, and like yeah. you're trying to keep people out of the woods, right? I, I mean, they do say there are things in the woods. Like, they do try and be like, hey, there's some stuff going on in the woods. Uh-huh. We haven't really cleared you with werewolf council yet, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe don't go out into the woods at night, although you will be doing that every night you're here unless we lock your door, apparently. Uh-huh, yep, yep. Dude, they, like, prime this kid. They're like, don't go yeah. in that house. Don't go in the woods at night. What do you think yeah. the kid is going to do on his two-week fucking uh, hall pass from his parents? He's going to go uh, He's going to go crazy. He's going to go wild. <laughs> These are all just minor tests, Paul, because you're either a sheep or you're a wolf. Oh, so st- this so is a- stuff that lock full of bubble gum. It's a coming of age story. Out. All right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so he follows the wolves all night. Uh, they they chase him for a little bit or so he thinks. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he gets hit in the head with a bird's nest mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, and then remarkably in the dark makes it 
his way home through the woods, which he's lost in, which is incredible. A good a good survival flip, if if I may quote an upcoming RPG. High, high bushcraft. <laughs> yeah, high bushcraft. Space case. Space case. Space case. Space. space. Give Kevin money. Dot com. Um, and he makes it home, and he sees like muddy tracks in. Uh, he sees like muddy tracks lead, leading up to the window of the Marling house, mm-hmm. and. Then when he gets home uh, the next day, he notices that uh, Colin and Marta, his uh, uncle and aunt, are quite cross with him. But it's Halloween and you can't be too mad on Halloween. You can do yard work, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. Halloween's going to (laughs) happen. So he goes to Hannah and he's like, the Marlings don't exist. The house is empty because he looks in the the Marlings house and it's empty. And that's the big twist. There are no Marlings. Mm -hmm. And then- as the reader, all of the little delicate hints that RL has gently peppered <laughs> throughout the work. Masterfully laid out throughout, throughout the work. <laughs> Those start like, sparkling like diamonds. The, tum- now that- the tumblers begin to drop into place. <laughs> you are having anime style flashbacks it's a clip show in your head of every little moment it's all coming into perfect focus uh-huh, uh-huh. and hannah's like you're right they are werewolves what we should do is we should steal their werewolf skins. Well, sorry to bump into you. This is where Alex is like, maybe we should kill them. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> backpedal from the kill. Why don't we just steal yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's a good plan B, but. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do it yet. Let's not escalate to, to murdering your family. But but like going off of Chad's like their drug at like the, the drug addict uh, uh theory or mm-hmm. reading of this they found their stash yeah let's yeah. take their stash yeah and we'll, we'll we'll forcibly make them go cold turkey yeah and because we don't want them to find it or someone else to take it we'll wear the werewolf skins mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. that's the yep. that's the best way to go about this yes. they'll be our halloween costumes even though i painstakingly put together this ragdoll costume i'm willing to swap out <laughs> i'll throw away all this work yeah yeah so they steal the werewolf skins uh and wear them as costumes freaking out children as uh colin and marta begin charging after them screaming give us our skins that is the greatest scene in this book it's okay so, sorry second yeah. greatest scene besides when he says he wants to murder them the second the second best yeah. scene in this <laughs> is where they're cha- literally and he says that happens like that they're chasing him down the street screaming give us our skins and it becomes almost a ritual chant that they're screaming every paragraph is an italicized give us our skins give us our skins yep. if you've ever been waiting uh at uh, a restaurant for some loaded potato skins. You know the feeling. <laughs> you too have been in this. In this, you, you know this feeling. You've you've lived this. Yeah, you know the cravings that are going through these people <laughs> at this moment. You know the skin fever. You you have you've had the skin fever, and you and you know the only cure is to get is to yeah. give me my skins. You want give more? Me my skins. Well, I, I, can we talk about how like they put on the werewolf skins and they're like, oh, they're really tight. I'm like, they were for adults. How big are these kids? Yeah, well, I, so it's. I think it's kind of being implied that the skin forms to your body, oh, maybe. Oh. Yeah, because because oh. because she says give it give it a little bit and it'll it's more fluid. 
Um, yeah. Which is wonderful to think about wearing a essentially a human skin suit. I think a competent director could make this into an incredibly terrifying actual film. <laughs> like this- I mean, we we could probably need to check out the TV show to see what see what they did. I'm sure they did not create it, did not competently make it into a terrifying film. So that's I think that they're I think someone could do it. I think with a gold star script like this, I think anyone could turn this into something good. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens next? They are being chased by. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to I got to say something that I call because I knew what was happening in the story. You knew that they were the the um, you knew they were aware of. It hasn't been revealed yet in the story. I don't I don't believe. Well, at the point. Sorry. At the part at the point that we're at in the story. Yes, they, you know, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping back to a point before Alex truly knows, before he sees his, his aunt and uncle get out of the suits and, and, and is like, oh, fuck, they're werewolves. There is a point where he sneaks out and he knows that they know he snuck out, right? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think, or maybe the, the, when he catches, when, he, when he's afraid that they know what he did and the aunt is on the phone in some psychopath shit, having a full-on conversation. <laughs> so all she needed to do was go, oh, I'm sorry, he, oh, I'm sorry, he tried to come into your house. Okay, I'll hang up now. She has like a multiple back and forth fake conversation with the yeah. Marlings about how, about how, yeah. oh, he's spying on you? He is not spying. She's having a full psychopath She's conversation. doing the pause and it's, listening as if someone's on the other line. It's I scary. had not thought yeah. about that, Paul. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary it's in good. hindsight, for scary. sure. This book's good. But- this book's good. Wait, hold yeah, on. right? Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> this book's good. I think you guys just have to do what I did, which is be a little hungover and not get the, not like call the twist immediately because you're a little hungover and you're not like uh-huh. blazing through this book and your brain isn't going on like full octane. You're just like kind of right, right. reading through it, taking some stretch breaks and then being like, mm-hmm. oh shit. What if there are no Marlings? <laughs> I mean, I, I I think that's valid, Kevin. I just want to talk about. So we're I think we're at the point where they they burn they burn the skins. What? No, they don't burn no. the skins. They don't burn the, the They do not murder his aunt. Wait, what, yeah, what do they? They don't burn the skins. They just they just hold on to the skins. They forcibly make them go cold turkey. By, by yeah, that's why the drug yeah. thing was like very much. Hit, so they just hold on to the skins. And then mm-hmm. watches their his aunt and uncle scream in pain. Yep, coming down from a massive high and withdraw. And then they're like, "Ah, fine. Oh, fine. I feel yep. great. Thank you. I oh, love I feel you. Great. Curse is lifted. Oh, I guess I just needed one bad night. I just need to get it out of my <laughs> system. Thank you. And then they're like, "Let's go have brownies and get some ice cream." <laughs> the curse is lifted. So, so maybe it's less like heroin and more like coffee. That's pretty much it. It's getting off coffee. Maybe, <laughs> sure. Maybe soda. Maybe quitting soda. It's about an addiction of sorts. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like a, it's a caffeine addiction. That's all they had. I, I guess I should. You know, I I have. I'm not. I'm not willing to say this book is good yet. Okay, I've seen the light. I do. I did keep. Th- I did just keep thinking about this fucking concept of werewolf skins and how much they talk. Like how much to me an idea of being a werewolf is a curse and it's a burden. It's never something that you like sought out. Right. It's like you're out in the woods hunting and then a werewolf bit you and now you have the curse. Mm-hmm. But this without they never get into probably wisely where werewolf skins come from i don't know if you pick them up at the that's store that's my or question what. like how did they come <laughs> yeah. in possession of this curse? were they just trying to have some some freaky sex and, that, and that's what this led to 
you produce the skin when you become a werewolf. When you're bitten, then you then you turn into a werewolf, and that makes the okay. Skin. It is a molting situation then. Yeah, but it's your one molt. You just you have to put the skin back on. Yeah. Wow, that's fucking gross. Yeah, that's even gross. It's so weird. And like, because at first I was like, oh shit, they drop this. They drop a whole skin every time. No, it's just it's just the first time you get bit, you get a you get a nice jacket. You get your Letterman's jacket. You get your letter. <laughs> yeah, and and you're in the club now. Got it. You can Within wear it all the three time. to four weeks. Your werewolf skin jacket will show up, and <laughs> then you can put it on. You can go out and do werewolf shit. I know we don't usually do this, but can I read the last part of this book? Because I Please? actually like the yeah. last part of this book. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, Marta and uh, and Colin are healed of werewolf werewolf has been cured and purged from their body um alex and hannah are still wearing their skins uh and they go back to the marlings to change out of them Mm -hmm. now that the day is one uh I started to tug off the heavy wolf skin, but something near the closet caught my eye. I stopped and walked over to it. A folded up wolf skin lay on the floor against the wall. Huh? I let out a startled cry, and I turned to Hannah. How can there be a wolf skin in here? I asked. There were only two of them, right? You put one on, and you gave one to me. Hannah stepped up beside me, her eyes locked on mine. I didn't wear the one from this house, Alex, she said softly. I used my own. I just got it last night. Huh? I cried. I don't get it. You will, she whispered. She knocked me to the floor with her heavy forepaws and sank her teeth into my chest. That's how it ends. So the kid dies. No, he's werewolf. No, he's- I know. He gets he gets werewolfed. I know. I know. I just, they just. Oh, I, I actually read it as he dies. I mean, I read it as <laughs> you get, you get. Eaten. Teeth sinking into chest is pretty violent. I mean, that's got to fucking hurt. Uh, even if you're living through that, you're going to have a, a nasty scar. Cool. I mean, one. Well, with a letter jacket, it's going to look great, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Can you imagine having a scar that's like a wolf jaw bite mark right across your chest? That'd be TNT, dude. Yeah, that's true. He's going to, he's going to, he's not going to have to make a mixtape for anybody. I, no. I so read it as he died there that she had been like, I'm like, I guess she's like been fattening him up to eat him. It's also a weird move to play. She just turned the night before. Okay, so Kevin, what did you realize? about the attic scene. I thought you were going to say that's when she was turned, but that wasn't the night before, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that cleared up for me. I So there's a scene where um, the first night when he goes to get his camera, he hears something mm-hmm. in the attic and yeah. he goes to investigate and it's Hannah up in the attic and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm coming up and she's like, don't, I'm naked. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I'm not coming up then. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a funny rom commy moment for two 12-year-olds. And then uh, he goes off into the woods mm-hmm. to get his thing. I thought that was a lie and that she was in wolf form. That's what I thought too. Uh. I was I was like, Chad, like you said, I was like, or maybe it was Kevin you said this, that I was like, everyone in this town is a werewolf. That's what I thought at first. And then I slowly started realizing, oh, it's just the aunt and uncle. Aunt and uncle. I think you can say aunt. Like, like I don't care. Like, I'm not going to. Like, that's a valid pronunciation for aunt. I say aunt. No, sometimes. it's a stupid way to say it. I've been trying to I've been trying to fix that about myself. So I'm just I'm just working on it. Wait, what word did I miss? Paul's apparently beating himself up for saying aunt instead of aunt. And I think both are acceptable pronunciations of the word. 
It just feels like a very, it, for, to me, it feels like a very Philadelphia way of saying it. And I try to break any of those Philadelphia-isms whenever I can. And now I'm in my head about it. Um, <laughs> oh, great. Podcast ruined. I, I still think the whole town was werewolves. I still think the whole town's werewolves, too, yeah. Yeah, it, it makes, the only reason it makes any sense for the teacher to be talking about werewolves <laughs> in all of this. We all know how this works here yeah. in this public school system. Uh-huh. Uh, I also didn't, it's interesting, Paul, you're saying that she had just turned. I took it as like, no, she's been a werewolf this whole time as well. And just been like hiding it. Cause I don't think she, does she go out in the woods with him at any point where she should be changing? No, she goes home just before dark. She never goes out with him. She's, she's been a werewolf the whole time. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And the kids and the bullies too. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't go out at night either. Uh, so you could. You could also read this as, um, like, a puberty thing, because, like, werewolf's hair growing up, like, getting uh-huh. big, eating elk in the woods, that sort of thing, going out at night. Oh, yeah. Werewolves have a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in common with puberty. You could sort of read this as, like, a, a like, puberty encounter for, uh, for Alex at the very end, where, like, he becomes a big for hairy. Sure. <laughs> He gets his first kiss. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, you could read this. You could read this as a rom com, and and like that, it ends with his first kiss, which turns him into a monster, <laughs> aka an adult man. <laughs> or it's his first step towards becoming a monster. I have become a monster. <laughs> yeah, I took it as I took it as he got killed. But I like it a lot. Picturing that it being the yeah, it, it was more just you got brought into it because I. It, that makes more sense of like when I was trying to think of the end game of Hannah's attempt to we just talked to your aunt and uncle and yeah. we're all going about to go get ice cream and now I'm going to eat you. I'm like, that's going to be pretty hard to cover up there, Hannah. Like, yeah, uh, that's what I got. They're they're going to they're going to find out. But I guess if she's just turning them, I guess that's like that's what I need to know is end game situation here, because why all the secrecy if everyone's if everyone's <laughs> a werewolf and we're all going to be werewolves and we're just going to turn our nephew into a werewolf and we're going to get him back to his parents like that. What's the end game here? I think I already solved that one for you, because remember, I said you got to separate the sheep from the wolves. <laughs> they put him uh-huh. in a cage and he escaped the cage. They were wolf testing him. Uh, oh, and he okay, passed. OK. All of these little things were like little tests to see one. Are you curious about werewolves? Two, are you uh, can you escape a cage? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that'll happen to you if you're a werewolf. Uh, three, will you put on a werewolf skin? Yeah. Like all of mm-hmm. this stuff mm-hmm. is a test. And he passes and becomes a man-wolf person. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm on board that theory. I yeah. I don't like the book again. I'm, I'm off the book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just really was so thrown by... The curse. Oh, we just we just needed someone to get it away from us. Like we just needed to not put it on I, for a time. I don't think they're tormented. I think they're fucking with them. I think it's a Halloween prank done by a bunch of werewolves. Yeah, it's more of that scary psycho bullshit that <laughs> that Aunt Marta was doing when she was on the phone. It's more fakery. Yeah. Yeah, they're just they're just like, oh, ow, oh, it hurts so bad. Oh no, oh, we're ba- we're we're fine. Yay, ice cream. I'll <laughs> make you donuts in the morning. Cool. <laughs> like they know they know their own kin. They know he's a dumb dumb boy. Like they uh-huh. don't have to act that hard. They're uh-huh. just like, okay, well, you know, now you're a werewolf, dude. Like I'm glad I'm glad it was Hannah. 
like they're trying to set him up with Hannah and Hannah's the one who bites him. Maybe they're like, well, maybe Hannah can turn you into a werewolf because it's a bit weird for us to bite our <laughs> our nephew. I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about this one. I, I'm saying I'm off the book again. I think. <laughs> wow. I, what turned you? I was feeling it where I was like, okay, there are scary things in this, but it was too much. There was, I was just reading it and I was like, I don't care about anything that's happening in this. Like I get his, his motivation. I get Alex's motivation, but I don't know. It just, it wasn't working for me. I don't know what the, I don't know what the end end game is. I think I'm with Chad. What's the end game here? Um, Puberty. (laughs) In my my reading, drugs and Chad's. Honestly, the the addiction thing helps the the book contextualize a lot more, and I don't know if we're just giving the author credit. By the way, I don't. I've been meaning to share with you boys. Like, I am coming more and more around to the our our understanding of the first sixteen books being RL books and the rest of them being other ones. Because who who could? I can't tell any difference between any of these. Like, if I don't know, are, dude. Uh, they eat chicken soup in one scene, and that's an RL staple. <laughs> and it dribbles down Aunt Marta's chin. <laughs> and he mm-hmm. loves writing that soup. Is that, a, is that a staple? The chicken soup? It's in yes. Legend of the Lost Legend. Yep. It's in a lot of them. Like, chicken soup is always there. Loves that chicken soup. It would also be so easy to just take a draft and go, the parents aren't eating spaghetti. They're eating chicken noodle soup. <laughs> Done. Send to editor, my weird fetish is in here, or whatever. In the um, My Best Friend Invisible book, uh, the aliens are very distinctly not eating chicken soup, which is a tell that they were aliens the mm. whole time. I I like this book. I I know it's um uh it's got it's got its trubs, it's a little obvious, uh the characters are a little flat, but I think it knew what it was. And I think it got a little subversive, which I like. Um, uh-huh. Sure, not not enough to be interesting to like an adult person. <laughs> yeah, but mm-hmm. maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe enough uh, to like kind of stick with a teenager or or uh, or preteen yeah, or something. A preteen. I think that's my thing with it. It's like I was reading it and I was like, oh yeah, as a kid, like I don't know, maybe I would have seen the aunt and uncle being yeah werewolves, maybe. Uh, or maybe I would have, you know, like picked up the Marlinx thing, but I just, I don't, I was reading it and I was just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about this kid. I don't like, I don't care about him getting his picture and I don't care about, I don't care about him being friends with Hannah or any of the other kids in school. Get him the hell out of here. That's how I felt. Get him the hell out of here. Wow. Paul, a mad king, drunk on his own power, says, send the boy away. Send him away. He does not entertain me. <laughs> I, I'll put this in the middle tier of books. I, I I found the hook somewhat engaging and interesting, but also, yeah, like I said, the end game tripped me up. This is definitely not in the bottom tier of books, for sure. This is a middling book, yeah. and I think that's my problem with it. Okay, ultimately, my problem is it's a middling book with uh, it, uh, glimpses of of actual good book inside of it that mm-hmm. uh, that does more to make me long for the book where it's all that. You know what I mean? It makes me long for the horror land where it's all good stuff, and it just wasn't enough true horrors there were there are some little moments but nothing nothing transcendent damn well said i had more fun in this than i had in horrorland and that's wow, just down really 
That's just down to personal taste, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I thought Horland wasn't terribly focused, and I thought its ending sort of, uh, like, cut it down. I think the ending for this is a big part of why I like it. I think it ends on a very strong note. It does. It does. And I, and I like the rom communists of this, and I don't mind that Alex is a dum-dum. I like Alex more than other protagonists. I'm yes. Like yeah. Yeah. He's not malicious. Like, he does lie, yeah. and he does sneak out, and he does all this stuff, but it's usually either in pursuit of um, glory or stupidity, and I kind of respect that. <laughs> yeah, he does go after glory, and then he goes after... He wants to protect his aunt, his aunt and uncle, too. He does that at one point. Here he's like... That's very true. Yeah. But in the back of his head, he's like, but I'll also be famous. I'll be famous. If I, if I have to kill them to get my yeah. famous picture, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Vainglorious uh, vain Alex, as I like to call him. So I, I brief, <laughs> I briefly flipped Paul and then lost him, and I, uh, I got Chad to go from bottom tier to middle tier for this book. Oh so yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Call but, that a win. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Kevin, we, I love that that the fact that these books can make us feel different things. I, it's it probably means they're art. That's the podcast, baby. That's the podcast, baby. That's, That's the buds. Like, that has been a podcast, baby. Whoa. That's the tagline for our show. It probably means it's art. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think I think that's been good. I think that's been good. Hey, if you want to support this show and get access to bonus content, special episodes where we hang around the campfire and talk about what's been on our minds. Go to patreon.com slash goosebuds. Uh, your support keeps the the lights on in this uh, metaphysical podcast studio. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to say we got a lot of nice responses to uh, our last camp, Goosebuds. A lot of we we generated a lot of discussion on the Discord. I saw. Um, yeah, and I thought that was cool. Uh, we didn't really talk about anything wild, just like exploring new tank top options for for Kevin and. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Kevin, we're talking about your arms and showing yeah. off more skin. It's going to get conversation going. Yeah. Yeah. It's a conversation starter. Yeah. When you bring those guns out, we're going to get talking. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter at GooseBudsPod or email us at GooseBuds at gmail.com. We've gotten some very, very juicy emails Ooh. from people about uh, uh, ghost writers <gasps> And which RL's gotten credits on? Have we? I think we're about. Yeah, I hadn't told you boys about it yet. We got some. We got some good leads. <gasps> oh my! I don't want to say. Oh, I don't want to say where they're about or who, because every time we talk about them, the trail goes cold. Oh, we ooh. definitely have some stuff to cover in a mailbag coming up very soon. Well, we'll discuss it. We will discuss it on our yes. Camp Goosebuds episode, where we can be in the cloister of mm. secrecy, where we can discuss these things. Oh, uh, I just wanted to say we've been teasing new merch for a while, and yes. and we will continue to do so. But now it's closer <laughs> than ever. I would say if you're listening to this episode, it is worth based on how fast you've listened to it. You go to Goosebuds dot store. <laughs> there mm. might be some new merchandise up there. It's very Maybe close. we hope. Uh, we're very yeah. close. <laughs> we're super close. It's going to be awesome. We got to take some modeling photos and we want to look good for you oh, all. Yeah. And it's just, you know. The edging is almost years. over. We will become wolf soon. <laughs> yeah. Wolf edge. <laughs> Raru. Raru. <laughs> to quote to quote a web show. Raru. 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 Uh, boys, thanks for being my friends and talk about. Thank you guys. Thanks for being my friends. 
And thanks for everyone for listening. Thanks, guys. See y'all soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters. We shall read you their names now. The Book of Names! Stefan Jive Turkey Kuabara. Hollis Hornbeek. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. David Cron. Josh Robertson. Mickey C. Nathan Dolezal. Clayton C. What? Mike Lanteri. Buddy Morrow. L. Cade. Mel Dipson. Jim Greaves. Danky McStanky. Afshi. Aaron T. Strunk. Dango Twists. Brian Wells. Mr. Zen Tackles. Love it. <laughs> Stealth Bates. Becca McWilliams. Joseph Miranda. Patrick Reynolds. Scott Collipe. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. John Keedy. Low Belly Hate Me. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. Christina Doling. Third Sergio. Galf. Matthew the Necrofan Male Nomicon. Oh yeah. Sniggy. Reinfected. Maddie. Ishak Arafin. Gregory D. Warren. Alan Saylor. Sam Hash. Cody Redfield. Dapio. Rich Hillborn. Bradford Coulter. Aiden Alexander Diaz. Jar Jar Slings. Joshua Jacobwitz. Justin Wagman. Chosen One. Cardboard Walk. Levithan. Up and Champ. Jonas Engman. Jonas Blotterman. I love the Jonas's are together. The Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Alicia Grafe. Trent Davis. Maloyster. Carl. Hey, Paul, pause for a second. I got something I got to get off my chest. I know what it is. You've left it this way. Give me something new to say. I love broccoli. I think I love broccoli. <laughs> I like the being half just Paul in there. I like that I screwed it up, too. I was like, I know what it is. And I said the wrong thing. Like, idiot. <laughs> the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. J-Bug. Joe. Brooke X. Corey Shelley. Jesus Christ! Christian Van Skeever. Drew Applegate. Paul Grasso. Transrates. Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hobgood. Taylor Dierks. Joe, remember to save early and often, Scott. Slumlord Onion. Jordan Lockwood. Foolish for Deborah. Zach Connor. Trandy Moron. Patriot. <laughs> Patreon underscore donator. Ah, shit. <laughs> Patreon <laughs> underscore donator, comma, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Got it. Got it. Joe, spooky digital ghost. Tierney. Perfect read. Toothless Barry the Whistler Bostowitz. Tom Whittem. Connor Church. Vincent Modica. Luke Canoodles. Hugh Bolin. Zam Bambino. Kevin Hamilton. Andrew, low belly hate me is a name that always <laughs> makes me smile when I hear it's Chad Sack. Okay, is this a shout out to another person in the book of names? I love it. The yep. book has become yep. aware. The the book is now a very slow messaging service. (laughs) Lord Cornwallis. Elizabeth Steenweg. Cardamom Birkenbino. Andrew Evans. Tevin Ticklebean lives. (laughs) 
<laughs> Goon Cahoots. John the Howling Eyed Duda. Nathan Remick. Divaldi. Sness Chalmers. Sean Minogue. Wormtown Glan. <laughs> Wiggle it. Reed Stubbenbeek. Luke LaFountain. John. Or P- Luke LaFountain. I don't know. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Or Ch- John Pigeon Hat Barber. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Evans. Paul, watch out! Slick is behind you! <gasps> Chip. Did I get you? Handsome. <laughs> you did. You got me really good. Matt McClellan. Stinklitch. Carewise, Gam G. Dylan McCann. Swaggy Yolo Squire. Cameron Henson. Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Sarah Camp. Jack Frizzee. Tanya Turtle. Chili Dish Gambino. Generally depressing. Etonamore. Brat. Yeah, yeah. Ben Bohan. Adam, you goofed. Juan Jalapena. Dan. Chris Pittman is a bone wizard. Baz Gerritsen. Hey, Eric, it's going to be all right. You're doing a great job. Doing a great job, Eric. Love you, Eric. Good job, Eric. Muscles Bear. When dragons rule. (laughs) (laughs) Noah August. Keith Halcrow. Dakota Campion. Chris Haunted Pajama Boner Nelson. (laughs) Oh, man, that triggers some sympathy. That's the worst. Timothy Misodoulakis. Nataes. Clay McCarty. Jonas Ennevoldsen. Ennevoldsen. Calamity Carl. What's up, Carl? Matthew Stevens. Germ Juice. Kevin Boucher. Parker Lee. Nick Johnson. Hambo. Come Jizzerate is a fun <laughs> pun, but I don't know a good place to use it. You found it. I mean, you found it right here. <laughs> yep. Stephen Day. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily. The Crow Fens. Matthew Sutton. Kate and Franklin. Oh. Patrick Murphy. Jeffrey Owen Cawhey. Ryan Carroll. Jeremy Bowser. Tori Catherine. Kelsey Kinneman. Megan McCormick Mason. Chase. Lee Wood. Russell Kasberg. Xavier Jimenez. Brendan Arifin. Liam Neeson's Doe. Chris Prutrakis. Ninja Breadman. Hood Lemon. Scotty Pippen, baby. Carter Glass. Cody Trommler. Sunset Streak. Meat Virgin. Got little old moi pretty freaked. Ryan Knight. Adam Muth. Dungeon Kappa. Dr. Chakula. Grammaticus Gore. Jimmy Soul. Ida. Peanutburg level 69. Watch out, MC Hamster. Zach Ware. Tim Jidmunir. Alan G. Jasol. Hey, what's this? Kevin Cole. That's Kevin not Cole! Me. That's, that's not me. <laughs> what the hell's Kevin Cole doing in here? <laughs> what? I mean, is it me? I I think I am a backer. I don't know if I can. I don't Did know you if forget I to unsubscribe? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's. Maybe it's me or maybe it's someone. This is some it. sort of conflict of interest, and I like it. <laughs> this this, is, the spi- this it. is the this is the the uh, meme with the two Spider Mans. <laughs> <laughs> Except they're throwing money at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, whose turn is it? Uh, Paul said Kevin Cole, so I'll say Tobias Clark, Michael Kupka, Julian Lamendia, Brendan Neal, Moon Juice, Andre, Andre Villanueva. F.W. Kelly the Barbarian. David Emerson. Aaron Lord. Cody Selman. David Sandoval. Daniel Keith Heeren. B. <laughs> Latanzi. Courtney Green. Several upset horses. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get you. 
Estamena, Lord of Paul's Pants. All hail. All hail. He has the pants. Robert Allen Cook the Third. Sudakis. The Davy Boy. Kenny M. Mike Spaghetti Jones. <laughs> Alec Boise. Ashley Northup. Liss with an asterisk. Implying <laughs> there's mean? something else that we don't know about. What can I mean? <laughs> it's a wild card. <laughs> Esther Shanks. Redemption. Dr. Diarrhea. XX Epic Gamer for 2069 XX Smith. I read it as intended that time. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran McNamara. Diet Soda. Quigley Jones. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Sad Star. Continue? Wait, Whoa, we're in here too? On? What is what? happening? The book has gone a little crazy this week. <laughs> Chris? 60- Chris, you're in here? Chris? Who? 69, Polly Shore, 311. Levi Kidder. Jacob. Matt Skellyman. Bryce Deary. Matthew Brittado. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. Still funny. Ooh. It's always good. Wagmar Wigner. Nice job. Dakota Camp. Welcome, Tarf. <laughs> <laughs> Rub tea. Rian de Bruhin. Jake. Carbson. <laughs> oh, I love you, Carbson. Get in my too, belly. Me too. Luke. Human Z <gasps> Allen. Humanity's in here too. <laughs> Zach Cohen. I don't know if these are new I people. You, I can tell you, this is new. This is okay. Joey okay. Reinish from okay. LLJK. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we got a new. Oh, hello. Oh. Oh, these are these are new, probably at least. Yeah. Welcome to the book of names. Hello, welcome, Joey Reinish. Yes. Yes, Joey Reinish. And welcome, Reese McKinney. And welcome to all of some of Chad's bird's <laughs> friends. <laughs> Hey, who let you in here, Josh Howell? Josh hey, Howell! Don't let, hey. any, don't let any guy in this place. <laughs> don't let this guy out. <laughs> I remember my first beer. <laughs> Doesn't even apply to this. Uh, we honored him the best we could with dad statements. He He's a goddamn zealot, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Nicholas Maloney. Welcome, Kiwio Flurvit. Welcome, Bjorn Deer. <laughs> and welcome, Serial Killer X. Watch out. The book of names, it'll eat you. Thank you all so very, very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. you. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.